Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris. And Anthony, I'm excited about our guest today on Ministry in Motion. The topic is such an important one. It really is. Today we're looking at the pastor and family, the, the children of the pastor, and the relationship that the pastor has with, with his or her children. A very important topic. And the guests today? Uh, Willie and Elaine Oliver, specialists for the World Church in family ministry, highly skilled and talented in this area. Willie and Elaine did a program for us on protecting and strengthening your marriage. And so I know that today's uh, program is going to be very practical. It's going to touch a lot of people's hearts. I'm looking forward to it too, and I'm looking forward to learning from their experience. My wife and I, Deborah and I, we've been married for 25 years, and we've got two teenagers. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to being an active participant you, in this. You, you're going to be a good student today. Absolutely. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're just delighted that you've, you've joined us. Today's program is a very important one. We're looking at a pastor and the relationship the pastor has with his or her children, how to build a good relationship with children. And our guests today are Dr. Willie and Elaine Oliver. They're the directors of Family Ministries for the World Church of the Seventh-day Adventists. Welcome, Willie and Elaine. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Good to be with you. Now, children, a good relationship with children, I'm guessing that it has something to do with a good marriage to begin with. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're going to have a great family, I usually like to say that um, if you have a good marriage, mm -hmm. you're more likely to have a good family. Okay. Uh, strong marriages mean strong marriages, I mean strong families. So if, if you're going to be a good parent, it's a good thing to have a good relationship with your spouse. Yeah. But especially for the pastor who is uh, leading people in relationship with God, it's so important that we understand the whole role of the context of parenting our own children who need to accept Christ for themselves, who need to be nurtured spiritually, and who we need to have a good relationship with if, in fact, the parsonage, the pastor's family, is going to be the strong model that it needs to be. Right, okay. So it, it seems to me that you're describing that the pastor's role is discipling his or her children. That's part of the pastor's role. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are some important things, what are some important practical tips that you would offer to a pastor to build a good relationship with their children? Yeah, it really begins with the, the, the child from very early on. And so, you know, we talk about those formative years um, where children are so pliable and they're so, um, they're so willing to listen to you. You know, and so that, that relationship begins very early on. Um, you know, we often talk about in, in parenting, in developmental parenting, and not to get too technical, we talk about attachment. And those attachments are formed very early in life. So, you know, when you think about holding a baby, right. and you hold a baby like this, and 
that baby is just looking up at your face and and they're establishing trust with you um so the more we we hug our children so just something as basic as that just hugging your children holding them you know developing that that trust and that confidence that security that there's someone there so that's just a basic beginning that anyone can do and should do so we're specifically talking about the pastor's role and we talk often about the fact that pastors are so busy doing ministry that they are often taken out of the home or they're not available. So it's really important to find ways to develop that trust in your children that you're gonna be available to them. So by providing hugs and, and um, I like that. And just being there, yeah. you know, talking yeah. with them, having time to answer their questions. Yeah. It, it sounds very basic, right? It, yeah. it does. And it is. It is. It is. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's, it's a remarkable thing. Deborah and I, when we, that's my wife, we've been married for 25 years. And I can remember, thank you. I, I can remember when we had our first baby, you know, there was just this automatic natural bonding. And I held her in my arms. Mm. And I didn't let her go for about five hours. Wow. And I just, she just slept my chest yes. did you yes. know and i just wanted that moment to i was in a dream with my eyes open yeah and uh, you know but one of the, the pressures that a pastor has is to perform to do the job of ministry mm-hmm. how do you combat that pressure with the pressure to disciple your children what yeah. can a pastor do to, yeah. to manage that joint pressure a pastor loves the children, his, his or her children, yes. called to the, the work of ministry. How, how do you do both? Well, the reality is uh, we do all kinds of things in life. You know, we don't just do one thing. Mm-hmm. And somehow we feel that in ministry we are absolved of parenting our children, of spending time with them, of making the time to nurture them. When it's the most basic of necessities in life. I mean, if, if we get married, we plan to have children, if we plan to have children and we have them, we are responsible for them. And it's not just the mother's role, if you are, in fact, a male minister, um, or you're deferring it to your spouse, to your husband, if you're a female minister. It usually is more time uh, a male minister who feels that he doesn't have to pay attention to his kids because his wife will do that. The reality is God gave children father and mother for a purpose. Fathers and mothers play different roles yeah. and they're developmentally needed for children to grow up, uh, to be healthy, to be stable, and to be happy. I think pastors need to understand that yes, there are strictures of time. Mm. They have a balance. It's not one or the other. It's do both of them. So you have to plan your work and work your plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So what did you do? during those formative years that, that built a relationship with, with your children? Well, we, we were very intentional about scheduling time. So I, I have to admit that I was pretty vigilant about having this um, family that was intact. And I've shared often when I've been asked to, to speak that I grew up in a single parent home. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was very important to have a 
good, intact family. I mean, I loved my family growing up, and, and they gave us what we needed. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I recognized that God had an ideal, and he wanted a home with a mother and a father and children. Mm -hmm. And so I think the, the, the pastor's spouse, and in my case, my wife, um, plays a role in, in being vigilant, too, about, you know, saying to my husband, you know, I've planned this dinner. I want everyone to be home or we're going to have family worship every evening at this time. And so I really think it's important, even though it was important to him, I wanted him to know that I felt it was important for him to be home so that we had family time every day together. And it's not always possible. Yeah. You, you know, you seem to be describing here boundaries for a family. Yes. yes. We often talk about boundaries in marriage. Yes. But there are boundaries yes. for families? Indeed, yes. absolutely. I mean, if your children, and depending on the ages of your children, the younger they are, well, you do things that are age appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, when my kids were little, when, when they were just born, I, I fed them as well. I changed diapers. I took them to the playground. Actually, actually not to interrupt you, but it's very interesting because, because he was a pastor and he had more flexible hours, if you will, mm -hmm. I worked on... Um, at, at a university, and I had very long hours. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, he's the one who picked the kids up um, from um, daycare and brought them home and, and prepared dinner, and then I would come home. And so sometimes he'd be saying, Babe, remember, you know, we're scheduled for dinner at such and such a time. Make sure that your meeting doesn't go over time, or make sure you catch your train. We lived in New York City at the time. And so, you know, we really tried to. To, to work together, to work together, yeah. to, work as, together as to be intentional, and that the reality is, and some people might be saying, "Well, the pastor's so busy; he's visiting, he's 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 doing Bible studies, he's doing all these things." And I did all those things, yeah. and yeah. yet, if you have children, you have to take care of them; you have to make the time. Yeah, and you know, I think you're raising an excellent point there, and you put earlier about a pastor is not absolved right. from caring. For yes. his or her family. Yes. You know, they're, they're role modeling yes. care for children, how to, to be a parent yeah. to yes. the, the congregants within the church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the church members, we know for a fact that church members look to the pastor or ministry leaders as examples. Exactly. Whether we want to admit it or not, that's the reality. So they're looking to us and they know. You know, they, they watch our families, you know, and sometimes it doesn't feel good to us. You know, we say, well, you know, don't make our children a role model or don't make our family, you know, the, the um, epitome of what you're going to do. But that's just the roles that we play. It's reality. And it is reality. Yeah, and they are looking at our families. And so if the pastor is slacking, if I may use that word, mm -hmm. then there are a lot of husbands in the congregation who feel, well, pastor doesn't have time for his family. I'm listening to him speak. So it may not even be what he's doing, but it's also what he's saying. If he's saying, you know, I'm gone all day, you know, I don't have time to do this, you know, I spent the entire day praying and preparing my sermons, then it sort of gives license to the members in your congregation to say, well, hey, you know, the pastor doesn't seem to have time for his family, so why should we have time for now, our family? I want to jump in just, I know you're, we, we need to actually yeah. jump into a break earlier. <laughs> yeah. okay. Hold that thought, we'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where we're examining how a pastor can build a better relationship with their children. Our guests, Willie and Elaine Oliver. Now, we were talking before, Willie, about the importance of a pastor role modelling parenting of his or her children. Right. There can be some complications with that. Yes. What are some of the complications that can occur? Yes. Well, what usually happens in most churches is that the members put pressure on the pastor's kids and the kids themselves get pressured by their parents who are in ministry. While the pastor and his family or her family need to be aware of the fact that they are models to the church community. So, so the pastor is the model. That's correct. And the pastor and his or her relationship with their children is the model. Yes. The, the, children, the, kids shouldn't, the kids shouldn't feel that pressure. Don't mess with the kids. Uh, so, so if you're a pastor, a ministry leader, don't say to your children, uh, you're the pastor's kid, you know, people are looking at you. Uh, no, that uh, kids are kids. Yeah. You know, and I can tell you my own personal experience as a pastor's uh, son that my parents were very careful about protecting me and protecting my siblings, about not feeling the pressure that we had to be perfect. The reality is pastors are human and they're imperfect and their families are going to be imperfect. We're not looking for perfection, but we're looking for pastors to be intentional about having the kind of relationship with their children that will develop a healthy family and these children would give honor and glory to God. Yeah. 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 Well, because it's hard to disciple a child or discipline a child that you don't have a relationship yes. with. Mm -hmm. So for you to tell your child, oh, you better behave yourself because the church is watching, but I don't have a relationship with you, then it, it, it doesn't awkward, mean anything. Doesn't yeah, mean it's very awkward. So it puts even more pressure and it makes our children feel resentful towards our work, towards our ministry. But if we have a relationship with them, we probably wouldn't even get to the place where we're telling them how to behave because they're going to have a relationship with us and they're going to express that out of their, their relationship with us. Yeah. Now, let's, let's come on. Pastors preach. Yeah. <laughs> Pastors are always looking for sermon illustrations. Yeah. And often they go pretty close to home and their kids can be stars in the sermon illustrations. Have you got a thought or a comment on that? Well, you need to be careful uh, mm -hmm. how much you do it. And uh, the reality is we need to preach out of our own experiences. And sometimes that is our experience. And sometimes it is useful for us to um, give an illustration that may include our children. But our children need to be okay with it. And, right. and we need to talk with them and ask them if they're okay with yeah. it. Before? Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. You know, or even, I know we're speaking about children, but even wives. Yeah. You know, pastors have a way of just, you know, using their wives in in um, their illustrations. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's healthy to, well, all the time, it's healthy to just ask beforehand, is it okay if I share this experience? Now, we've been married for almost 28 almost, years. Almost 28 years. And so, Congratulations. Thank you. So we, we now are very comfortable because we do this often. So for the most part, we know which stories we can share without asking permission. So you get to that place after a while. But there's some pastors who never ask their children yeah. um, if it's okay. And the children resent it. And, yeah. and they don't feel good about having their lives being exposed to the congregation or to other people. Especially so. as they become adolescent, you know, they're teenagers and they're in that quirky time of life. There are lots of changes that are taking place and they really don't want to be used as, as examples. They don't want to be talked about in the pulpit. So yeah. we have to be careful. Now let's, let's come on to those teenage years. Yes. 
the kids are irritable, oh. difficult to get along with. Yeah. There's, there's pressure. I don't know of a pastor that isn't busy yeah. and pressure and stresses. Yes. And, and home can be an irritable seedbed. Yes. How does a pastor cope in that situation? Strap on your, your seatbelt. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you've got that. What is it they tell you on the plane? You've got your life, your life, life jacket underneath. Make sure you have a life vest, yeah. you know. But and that life vest needs to be prayer. That's right. And time with God and a strong marriage so that you're working on this together. The reality is, uh, Anthony, is that the better relationship we have with our children in the early years, the easier it's going to be to negotiate the teen years. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be perfect. It's going to be difficult. Let's just accept the fact that the pastor is no different than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is busy. Yeah. You know, everybody else is busy. So for the pastor to say, well, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm busy, everybody else is busy, and everybody else has to make the time to take care of their children, to develop a relationship with their children. Pastors need to be intentional. Nothing happens unless you plan it. So plan the time to be with your children, grow up with them, spend time with them. Mm -hmm. uh, the more friends you are with them, when I say the more friends, uh, you need to be a parent, you yeah, know, but yeah. the more friendly you are with your children, the more time you spend with them, the more engaged you are in their activities that they like, not just what you like, yeah. the easier it's going to be to negotiate the yeah. teen years. Let me ask a follow-up question. Yes. Is it normal for teenage children to be prickly? to be difficult to get on with? Or is, is it some sort of an indicator that the, that the parenting has, hasn't really measured up to what it should be? Should, should a pastoral home feel as though they've failed in some way if, if teenagers no. are difficult? Teenagers are difficult. It's their developmental task. People are difficult. Okay? Teenagers especially. Yes. Why? I mean, they're dealing with so many new issues. Yes. Hormonal changes, yes. their voices are changing, mm -hmm. their voice. Mm -hmm. um, girls are developing in certain ways. So there are all kinds of changes that they're going through mm -hmm. that are just hard for them. You know, their brains are developing. So it's very normal. It's their developmental task. So I often say to people, it's their developmental task to be prickly. And it's our developmental task as parents to be the adults to be in the relationship. And supportive. So we've got to, you know, um, I think one author once said, and I don't remember where I heard this, but they said, you know, it's like learning how to hug a cactus, mm -hmm. you know, but you've got to hug them. So we were talking earlier about the fact that it's much easier if you had that relationship during the formative years to have a better, a good relationship when they're adolescents. But even if you didn't, yes. this is a good time to start. It's, it's you know? not too late. It's That's not, not too, too late. late. Yeah. Find out what it is your kids like. You know, I say to people, read the things that they're reading. Okay, I know you may say it's against my religion or whatever, but find out what magazines they're reading and read it. See what it is that's going into their minds, you know? Thanks for those comforting words. When we come back, we're going to be exploring how a pastor and his or her adult children can maintain a close relationship. Join us. Stay with us. There'll be more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're delighted you've joined us. This program, we're exploring a pastor and his or her family. And joining us is our co-host, Derek Morris. Thanks for joining us, Derek. Thank you, Anthony. 
Billy and Elaine, when children, they've got a habit of growing up, leaving home. Yeah. How do we maintain a good relationship with them when they've left home? Well, you know, having a good relationship with your children, it's all about time. And it's not something you begin thinking about when they're getting ready to go to college or they're young adults and have left. Have a good relationship with them from the very beginning. God is the master parent, and he wants to have time with us. And that's why he set aside one-seventh of our week to be with him. Well, parents have to make time, and when our children grow up, and go away to college, we still need to stay in touch with them. If we don't stay in touch with them, our relationship will break down. Mm -hmm. To build relationship, to sustain relationship, make the time to connect. A phone call, an SMS message, text message, some way of connecting on a regular basis. Yeah. Derek, your children have grown into adulthood. That's true. I learned to accept the precious time that they give me. One time yeah. my son called said, can we go on a two-day road trip? I was shocked. He, he was in medical school, but had a little break. Yeah. And I literally cleared my calendar. It was the following week. But I said, this is a golden opportunity. Yeah. So I cleared yeah. the calendar. But sometimes it may just be a text message saying, got an important decision to make, please for, pray for me. Yeah. And to just text back right away, I'll be praying. I love you, son. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I love what you said about it's just staying connected in a variety of ways. Yeah. What's beautiful about what you said is the fact that you cleared your calendar. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. And sometimes we've got to do that. We've got to make that time. And when we have those opportunities, we want to capture those moments because they're reaching out to us. And that's adult right. children don't reach out to us that often. Yeah. And that's okay because, you know, they're, they're doing their thing and they're moving on. But when they ask us for those moments, we want to take it. But I also want to say that um, from the fact that you're saying that it doesn't even always require a two-day road trip. Mm -hmm. It really could just be a simple text message. You know, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you today. And we want to be careful because we, we're transitioning into a new relationship. So we want to be sure that we're, we're just affirming them rather than telling them yeah. to do something. You know, one of the sad and unfortunate realities of many homes that as the children grow into adulthood, they grow away from faith and they leave faith. It happens in all Christian homes, pastors' homes included. Indeed. What can we do about it? What well, do you suggest? We need to keep in mind that faith in Christ is a decision, a personal decision. Mm -hmm. It is our joy as parents, as Christian parents, as parents in ministry, uh, to disciple our children. Uh, to teach them the ways of Christ. But they have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is going to depend on how we push Christ on them. Are, mm -hmm. are we kind and nurturing mm -hmm. instead of shoving it down their throats? The, the reality is once kids leave home, it's going to be their choice. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it will have to do with how we handled it while they were still at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pray for them and, yeah. and just affirm them. And, and just maintain that relationship. You know, sometimes we're so stressed 
that they no longer believe the way we believe, yes. that we put a lot of pressure on them. And we, you know, we start reciting scripture and, mm -hmm. you know, giving them all these, you know, ominous, foreboding comments or whatever. And all we need to do is just maintain that relationship, just love mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. unconditionally, mm -hmm. yeah. like God loves us. You know, mm -hmm. we don't always do what God wants us to do. Yes. And yet he continues to desire a close and intimate relationship with us. So we want to do the same thing for our children who have left the faith, who are no longer believing in the way we believe. If we love them unconditionally, if we model to them a Christ-like behavior, more than likely they'll, they'll, they'll find their place. They'll find their foot. And we need to leave that to God. Yeah. And remember, that's a part of good parenting, uh, understanding the developmental process of life. When they become adults, and that's what they are, young adults, mm -hmm. adults make decisions for themselves. Yeah. Mm. Our choice is to love them. That's a decision we need to make. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're valuable insights, aren't they? Really. Yeah. Very wow. helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you for being guests on Ministry in Motion. It's good to be with you. Great. And thanks to you too, Derek. It's a helpful topic. It really is. And we thank you for joining us as well. If you've been blessed by today's topic, where we've explored how pastoral leaders, local congregational leaders, reach out and maintain a relationship with their, with their children. If this has been helpful to you, why not share it with a colleague or another elder within your congregation? Tell them about Ministry in Motion and the website, which is ministryinmotion.tv. All the resources are available there. You can find replays of programs. They're in eight-minute convenient blocks. And also there's other resources as well. We're also eager to hear your feedback about the program. Share with us your experiences. We're eager to read and uh, to learn from your feedback as well. The best way to send your feedback to us is by email. The email address is feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. But until next time, we want you to know that we're thinking of you and praying for you and wishing you all the very best in your ministry with Jesus Christ.